Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Let's give him some hallelujahs. Praise God. Glory, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. We love you, Savior. We praise your wonderful name. Praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. Well, this coming Saturday is July 4th. Praise the Lord. And it's going to be one I probably, probably to remember in more ways than one. It's already started blowing up around here, right? Amen. But I think it's also an opportunity, amen, for every, everyone that wants to show how thankful they are to be in a great nation that we have the freedom that we have, that there's no other nation on earth, amen. Even though we are one of, one of the, if not the youngest nation on earth, amen, we are the greatest, still the greatest amen yeah everybody has problems amen but it's we have we're still the greatest and as we work through situations it's only gonna be jesus that gets the job done amen it's only god that can be bring true peace it's only jesus that can bring true calm amen praise god thank you lord and it's only prayer and fasting Amen. And standing on His Word that's going to really fight the battles for us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 I can do more on my knees than carrying a sign around for five hours. Not against it. That's fine. And anybody that wants to do it, amen. That's your right. Praise God. But I can do more in prayer and fasting. Amen. In an hour or so. Praise God. You can move mountains. You can move trees. You can change the hearts of leaders and governors and presidents and kings. Amen. I read about in the Old Testament times that the Old Testament saints of God, they subdued kingdoms. They wrought righteousness. They brought kings to their knees. Amen. They caused a heathen Babylonian king named Nebuchadnezzar to give God, Jehovah God, the praise. Amen. And to tell everybody, only worship him. He's the only real, the real one. Amen. And that was because of the power of God and the dedication of Daniel and the three Hebrew children. That even in the midst of fire and, and persecution, they still held on to their testimony. And said, we, we are not going to deny Christ. We are not... Amen. Going to blaspheme his name. We are not going to ignore the great God that has brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I hope everybody, I know it's going to be a different July 4th, but I hope every, all of us have a safe July 4th and a, and a wonderful one with our families. Amen. I'm still going to eat a hot dog somewhere on that day. Praise God. Hamburger too. Yeah, okay. I can do that. No problem. I have one verse to read in your hearing. If you turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. 
Great to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Great to have everybody tuning in on Facebook and Instagram. Amen. God is good. Yes, He is. He is so wonderful. And if we ever held on to Him, we need to hold on to Him right now. If we ever hunkered down into His palm of His hand, let's do it right now. Amen. And He'll carry us where we need to go. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 22. Philippians 4, 22. All... The saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. All the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. You may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, you can do this. You can do this. Amen. Apostle Paul comes to the conclusion of the book of Philippians by mentioning the saints of Caesar's household. It's a very interesting verse, amen, which I will get back to a little bit later on in the sermon. But you know, the Bible tells us that when the world enters the period of the time known as the last days, we will begin to see and experience the signs of the end, and we will know that the end is near. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 1 said, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Perilous is another way of saying dangerous times. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power of, that it's power. Amen. Praise God. And we're seeing these things right before our eyes. We're seeing these perilous times, these dangerous times. But I'm here, I came here to tell you something this morning. You can do this. We can get through this. We can do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. I know it's perilous out there. I know it's scarier than it's ever been. I know we haven't seen this before. We can do this. We are seeing all these things on display right now throughout our country. We are experiencing perilous times, and the signs of the end are coming faster and furious, fast and furious before we can even blink an eye. Luke 21, 26 said, Men's heart failing them for fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Amen. Fear is out there now. Amen. You look at the news, fear. You look at this, fear. Amen. Everybody's afraid to do this. People are afraid. And I know some of it's uh, warranted as far as, uh, you know, being careful and all this stuff because nobody wants to get 
the virus and all that. Amen. But you know what? There's undue fear. Satan is really fueling the fires of fear. Amen. And so is a lot of people. Amen. Doing it as well. Amen. There's no doubt that these things can strike fear in the hearts and minds of people. However, I'm here to remind you that God's people, if your foot's on the rock and your mind's made up, amen, if you, amen, are a child of God, you have nothing to fear no matter what happens to you. Paul told us that God has not given us a spirit of fear. John told us that God's perfect love casts out fear. Amen. Amen. And also there's a phrase, a two-word phrase in the Bible that takes place 365 times in the Bible. So you can have that phrase, amen, once every day if you want. Just put it in your pocket 365 times, 365 days. And that is fear not. Amen. Amen. God told the Old Testament people of God, fear not. Jesus told his disciples, fear not. The writers of the New Testament said, fear not. Why? Because he knew that there were so many things that would cause us to fear. And he said, fear not. I am with you. Fear not. You're going to be okay. Amen. You can do this. We can do this. Amen. When this COVID-19 pandemic begins to overwhelm you, fear not. When the civil unrest and riots start to really bother you, fear not. When you don't know who or what to believe anymore, fear not. Amen. You can always believe God. Amen. Remember, we are in his hands and he will see us through it all. We can do this. Yes, amen. You know, God's church didn't start just yesterday. This is not just some fledging little baby church uh, that just started yesterday and hasn't been tested and tried through, through the fires. Uh, amen. And time and all kinds of things. Uh, praise God. It has been around almost 2,000 years. Uh, it has endured many things and weathered many storms. Uh, amen. During that time, the fire could not burn it. The lions could not eat it. The Roman Empire could not defeat it. False doctrine could not undermine it. The dark ages could not snuff it out. And persecution only made it larger and stronger and far more far-reaching. You cannot kill this church. Amen. You cannot take this church out because this is God's church. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. I want to encourage you to this morning. You can do this. No matter how rough it seems, we're going to do this. We're going to get through this. Praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the power of faith. I feel the love of God coming and smashing fear. I feel the love of God coming like a fire extinguisher and putting out the fire of fear in your hearts right now. Amen. God is greater than my emotions. God is greater than what's coming over me. God is greater than anything trying to overtake me. 
This church has been around a long time and it's going to be around until God takes it home. And that's the only way that this church is going to be taken out of here. The devil won't take it out. The, the world won't take it out. Amen. Jesus will take it out when he blows a trumpet and the rapture takes place. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. Jesus told us nothing will prevail against his church, not even the gates of hell. Amen. Which in, which in my opinion, and for my purposes today, the gates of hell is like the worst place to be, the worst place to live, the worst place, amen, to be around, the worst place. People, you'd be around it right near the gates of hell. But I'm telling you, that the gates of hell even cannot prevail yes, against the church. If you're part of his wonderful body, the church, then nothing is going to prevail against you either if you're in his church. Amen. Hallelujah. You can build a church right next to the gates of hell. Hallelujah. Amen. There's been more than one person over the years, amen, that have come to me or my wife and told us, wow, your church, amen, is in a, it's in a rough neighborhood. And throughout the years, this neighborhood has been rougher sometimes and not as rough or whatever. But amen, it's not your. Uh, what you would call, uh, you know, your neighborhood where you just want your little, you know, send your little three-year-old to, you know, walk to the store by herself at, at 10 o'clock at night. Amen. I guess we wouldn't do that anytime, but, uh, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Praise God. But there's been many people say, wow, this church, this church is in a, in a, in a, in, a, in this neighborhood. Amen. Uh, this neighborhood needs this church. And I go, Yeah. Amen. They made a mention of it. Uh, they said, this is the place for a church. Yes, amen. amen. Right where it's rough. Yes. Amen. We've been here on a Thursday night and gunshots. Amen. From rival gang members from the alley over here to the street. Shooting right through people that are coming to church in their windows. We've been here. Amen. When they close it all off because somebody shot at undercover police. We've been here when and racial tensions and people are firebombing each other. We've been here when the tactical RV from the sheriff's department is parked right here and all these guys are getting out and they're ready to go. We've been here. Amen. We're on location. We're the lighthouse of truth. Praise God. We're piercing the darkness with the lighthouse. Amen. We can do this. The gates of hell will not prevail. We can build a church right next to the gates of hell. And the gates of hell have to move. They got to move. We're going to push them back. Well, hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, let's praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. You can have revival right next to the gates of hell. Amen. You can live an overcoming and victorious life right next to the gates of hell. Sometimes we don't have a choice where we're living right now. Sometimes we don't have a choice where we're going to school and what we're doing and this and where we're working. Amen. Because of situations, uh, we're hoping for something better. And when doors open, we'll, we'll take it. Amen. But sometimes we're right next to the gates of hell. But you can live for God where you're at. You can live for God until God moves you to a better place. You can make it. You can do this. Praise God. 
Where it's the darkest, the light shines the brightest. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. No matter how much evil there is, amen, that evil can be overcome by the goodness of God. Oh, hallelujah. I can do this. I'm feeling faith. You can do this. If we stick together and we stay with God, we can do this. Amen. There's a great comfort in knowing that many countless people in those 2,000 years and even in the Old Testament times, it's the saints of God have blazed a trail ahead of us. Amen. Pioneers that have left a path of righteousness for us to follow. They've left a witness, a great example to follow. If they can do it, then we can do it. Amen. And when we read about them and hear their stories, it increases our faith. Amen. It increases our courage and our resolve to stay the course and finish strong for the Lord. There's a verse in Psalms that's pretty interesting. And when you think about it, it says 119 verse 74, those who fear you, talking about God, will be glad when they see me because I have hoped in your word. Amen. You say, well, this guy's pretty arrogant. Whoever wrote that. You know, when you first read that a little bit, you, hey, when I walk in, people are going to be calm. They're going to say, hey, brother so-and-so's here, sister so-and-so's here. Amen. They trust in his word. They got to walk with God. They got a prayer life. And when I talk to them, I feel better. And, and when I hear them pray or they pray for me, amen, I, I feel like I can make it, praise God. Hallelujah, praise God. Because those who fear you will be glad, amen. Even the apostles called that there were some people known as the pillars of the church, amen. There are foundational people, amen. There are people that we look to, great, and they aren't all ministers and preachers, just regular people in the church, amen, living for God, that's got to walk with God. You know they're close to Him, and when you see them, amen, everything's going to be okay. Woo, she's still kicking up her heels. Not that if she didn't, I, I would walk away, because you know what? I'm living for Jesus. So it doesn't matter. Though none go with me, yet I still will follow. Praise God, because my relationship is with him and not just with you. Amen. I'll be sad if somebody decides not to walk in the race anymore. Amen. But I can't stop because I made a commitment, and I'm going to do this, and I'm praying that all of us do this as well. Praise God. Amen. Hebrews 12, 1. Where, and if you read chapter 11, you'll see that chapter 11 of Hebrews, I call it the Hall of Fame of Faith. Because it's talking about everybody, amen, all the way from Enoch to, uh, to uh, Moses and Abraham and all kinds of people. Samson and a bunch of uh, Gideon of the Old Testament saints of God. And it just told their stories and how they overcame adversity, amen, and persecution. And then it says, the very first verse of Hebrews 12 said, Wherefore, because of what we just read in Hebrews 11, all of their stories, all how they made it even through all that that they went through, and they still did it, praise God. Amen. Seeing 
we also are compassed or surrounded uh, with a so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and every sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race set before us. We can do it, folks. Didn't say it was going to be easy. But has everything in life been easy? Just put aside God and religion and everything. Has everything that's like non-religious in life, has it been easy? Nope. Getting through school or getting through this or doing excelling on your job or learning a trade or learning an instrument or learning a sport or learning something. Amen. It all takes hard work and there's setbacks and some people aren't happy when you're happy. Some people aren't, uh, aren't supportive or whatever, but you got to push on. You can do this. Amen. I'm living for God. I'm going to do this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You say, well, when are you going to? Talk about your text, because you haven't even talked about Caesar's household and all that business. What, what is that anyway? Why did you read that? Because this is the most important part of the sermon. <laughs> Praise God. All the saints salute you. you know, all the saints. You know, Paul traveled all over the place, and he sends greetings from everywhere. Chiefly, they that are of Caesar's household. Now, chiefly means especially in other words he goes i want to especially highlight the greetings and the salute in other words amen people that are living for god and people that are overcomers uh, they're so they're sending greetings they're sending salutations uh, that means there's faith there and all that kind of stuff amen why did he say especially they that are caesar's household well you know who caesar is right caesar is the emperor of rome Rome is the world power at the time. The, the Caesar that was in charge when Paul wrote these words was Nero. Amen. Amen. And he was one of the most infamous and ruthless of all the Caesars. In fact, after he became Caesar, he murdered his own mother. He murdered his wife. And then he remarried, didn't like her, murdered her. divorce I don't know <laughs> amen he set the city of Rome on fire and didn't admit to it and he played the fiddle while it burned and because that he had to divert the attention in case somebody found out he told everybody paid people off or whatever and he said blame it on the Christians they are the ones that did it and because of that he got people to be sympathetic for his anger against the Christians, amen, and they rounded up Christians, and they would let some of them be torn about, torn up, and they're torn apart by wild dogs and others. You see, Nero, he was famous for the beautiful gardens of Rome, amen, and you know, they didn't have natural light at night, you know, when it went, and he didn't, you know, he was sick of having regular torches there, so he says, hey, let's round up the Christians, let's tie them to poles, and let's set them on fire, amen, and they had literally burning alive Christians on poles in strategically placed areas in his garden so they could be lit at night, this guy was a bad guy, he hated Christians, amen. And when Apostle Paul was taken prisoner in the book of Acts, remember, he appealed his case since he was a Roman citizen to Caesar. 
which means he they would have to be taken to Rome. So Caesar, he, Caesar was like our Supreme Court. They could hear his case and, and rule on it. And Nero was the Caesar. Amen. And after Nero heard Paul's case, he had him beheaded. And Paul was gone. He was martyred. Needless to say, it was a very hostile and dangerous environment for Christians during the reign of Nero. Amen. But when Paul got to Rome, before, you know, because, you know, a lot of people would appeal to Caesar. He was a busy guy. And so sometimes it took time. And it was two years before Nero heard Paul's case. So Paul came to Rome and he was given a, uh, he was given like a home, a house almost. He wasn't like in a regular dungeon uh, because, you know, he had favor and he, he had guards posted so he couldn't go anywhere, but he was able to have visitors and all kinds of stuff. And the Bible said in Acts 28, toward the end of the book of Acts, and Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house in Rome and received all that came unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. Paul taught and preached to many people during those two years. And it is said, amen, that he converted a lot of his guards, the Roman centurion guards that were guarding him, he would talk to them, and he converted many to Christianity to the place where they had to keep switching the guards out so he wouldn't have enough time to talk to them and convert them. And he converted a lot of people. And there must have been some people from Caesar's own household that got in and talked to Paul, and they converted them too, or they were converted some way. Amen. Hallelujah. So can you believe it? There were Christians living right under the nose of the Christian-hating, murderous Nero in his own household. Amen. What I'm trying to say is, if that ain't the gates of hell in Nero's house, amen, there's nothing that's like the gates of hell. But there's people living for God, just like you and me, in Caesar's household. And Paul said, especially, I want to tell you, with great joy of the salutations and the greetings from healthy and overcoming and victorious Christians living right in Caesar's household under his nose. I'm sure they had to be, you know, undercover CIA Christian operatives. But I'm telling you, folks, if they can do it, you can do it. I don't know about you, but I'm not living in that kind of an area. It's not that bad for me. I can do this. Amen. So Paul's saying if they can live for God inside the belly of the beast, Nero's house, as close as you can get to the gates of hell, then anybody can live for God anywhere under any circumstances. You and me, you are the watching. You can do this. It's not a time to throw in the towel. It's a time to double down. I don't know. I think maybe Doreen's watching. Some of you remember Bob and Doreen. They moved. Amen. But they've been watching. She had a lot of health problems, if you remember that. 
in the hospital a lot. And she got discouraged a few times, but she was tough as nails. Boy, she would bounce back after heart surgery, after this, after that, and whoa. But there was times, amen, she talked about the towel, you know. You know, you're throwing the towel, I'm throwing in the towel. Well, I can't take this anymore. And I said, I'm taking your towel. I said, I'm going to take your towel because you're not throwing it. If you don't have it, you can't throw it. Amen. And folks, that's what I'm telling you right now. You need somebody to take your towel. You don't need to be looking at it and thinking about it and, and pondering it. And, well, it's been a good go. It's been a good year. It's been a good time. But now it's time to do something else. There is nothing else. There's nowhere else to go but this. Amen. Even Peter and the apostles said, Lord, Gee, when people left him and Jesus talked to his apostles and he said, are you guys going to leave me too? He said, no, Lord, you're the only ones with of the words of eternal life. You're the only one with the power. You're the only one with the real stuff. You can come from anything else to this, but you can't go from this to anything else. You will be shortchanging yourself and you will be going backwards. There's nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing like the power of the blood of Jesus in the name of the Lord. And through it all, we can do this. We can resist the devil. We can back things up. We can tell fear and anxiety and all these other things that are trying to doubt. Amen. Hit the road, Jack. Don't come back. No offense to anybody named Jack. (laughs) Amen. Amen. 2 Kings 6.16. Let's all stand. Amen. I want to just give you a few verses to encourage you that we got this. Through God's help. Amen. If we were on our own and we were just a church and we didn't have any connection from heaven, yeah, then yeah, we can be shaking in our boots and I could put the microphone down by my knees and you could hear it. My knees knocking. Amen. But we're not just people that don't have anything. We're not just, as one person said, walking through a graveyard at midnight and whistling to try try to keep our courage up. (laughs) Amen. We got Jesus. Yes, amen. We got Jesus. He's a peace speaker. He's a healer in the house. He casts out devils. Amen. He gives us hope. 2 Kings 6.16. He answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. He was talking about angels. Folks, we have more angels on our side than people trying to come against us. Amen. We have more angels on our side than demons by a, by a factor of double. Praise God. Only one-third of the demons, the angels fell to demons. Two-thirds stayed on the right team we got twice as many we got a powerful innumerable company of angels Luke 10 17 and the 70 returned again with joy saying Lord even the devils devils are subject unto us through thy name and he said to them I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven behold I give unto you power at every believer power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy everybody say all the power 
not just some, but all, all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Romans 8.31, if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Doesn't mean they're not going to try to be against us. You know, the Bible said, I don't have this on my notes, but the Bible said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Right, right. It doesn't mean, and it doesn't say it won't be formed and it won't be shot. We know that the devil throw, show, fires fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. He'll shoot it, but it won't prosper because God gave us a shield of faith. Yes, Amen. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. It's not going to take you down. It might hurt you a little bit. might give you a black eye, but you're going to get back up, and I'm staying in the race. Amen. Praise God. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And that's the peace we need. And that's the comfort we need. And that's the strength we need to get through this journey. And my last verse, 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If those in Caesar's household could do it, we can do it. And remember those, that 2 Timothy passage, chapter 3, it said, having a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. Folks, that is a recipe to go down in flames during times like this. Amen. Just going through the motions and ritual and religion. Amen. But not and just maybe knowing about Jesus, but not knowing him. Folks, there's a lot of people that maybe know more about Jesus than I do. Book learning and all that stuff. But amen. They need to know him. Yes. We need to know him, a personal relationship. And we get that by being born again. How do we do it? Repent. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Amen. Be baptized in his wonderful name, Jesus, for the remission and the forgiveness of those sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. And when you're born again of water and spirit, not only do you see the kingdom, you enter into the kingdom. And that's talking about the church. And when you're in there, you get the protections of the kingdom. You get the, amen, the fellowship of the kingdom. And you get everything that God of the kingdom has for you. Because you become inextricably connected to the head of the body of Christ, which is Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And he gives everything to his body yes. to provide. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I feel faith in here. I feel a can-do spirit in here. Amen. Whatever you've been battling at home or this or that. Or some people are just worn out from being at home too much. Worn out because you can't get out like you want to get out. So it's really frustrating people and all that stuff. And I understand that because everybody, we're all in it. But we can do it. We can do this. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because God can go through every wall, every fenced-in area every locked window he can go wherever people can't go and he can do his work in lives and hearts and minds and bodies in the name of jesus oh hallelujah let's pray right now 
What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.